Hi, Connectors. If giving an eight-hour speech on DACA is too much for you, as I know it is for me, <laughs> consider donating. To whom? Greater Lafayette Immigrant Allies. And I know you're wondering, it's Stranger, the track you're listening to, from one of today's Connected Artists' latest projects. Get connected. You know what to do. Sit back, relax, do what you do, whatever you do while listening to a podcast. And let's get connected. We are connected. I don't know. I was like thinking about like trying to clip it to something. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that could work actually really to be set that in front of us. Alright, we're being creative here. Yeah. Clipping the lapel mic to a paintbrush. This is a first? Yeah, to the actual brush it'll stay. Yeah. Alright, there uh-huh. we go. <laughs> Creatives in the house. <laughs> <laughs> Right, and we are here, connectors, with Wazelle and Ojit. I got that right, yes? Yes, yes, yes. you did. Thank you. <laughs> Hi, connectors. Welcome to another episode of Connected to the Podcast. Again, I am here with Wazelle, like Mademoiselle, and Wajit from Wajet. Wajet. That's, I mispronounced that. I'm so sorry. Wajet. Um, from Attica, Indiana. Thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. Thanks for coming. You're welcome. <laughs> and I am here at their beautiful studio space in their beautiful home. And before I let them introduce themselves, I, I y'all, I am a stalker, kind of, sort of. So I've been reading your website since, I don't know, how many months now. And this is what they said about themselves. Our story began in June 2014, when fate brought us together. We were immediately drawn to each other's unique flair and extraordinary artistry. And y'all, yes, it is (laughs) extraordinary and it is unique. So, can y'all just say, who are (laughs) y'all? Who are we? Um... We are a lot of things. Yeah, it's hard to define. Yeah. Um, creators, I guess, is the single word way to put it. But we dabble in all sorts of different creative realms. Everything from video, photography, graphic design, painting, fashion design. Music. Music. <laughs> yeah. That's a big one. I always forget Oh, really? <laughs> no, and I just told him earlier that he's like the Jay-Z of trip-hop, and he forgets what? <laughs> so, Wazelle and Wajit, what a name. What a name. What's the origin? So, well, it really started with my name, because when we first met, he called me Mademoiselle, and mm. because I'm Egyptian, I corrected him. I was just kind of like being sassy. I was like, it's Mademoiselle. And so Wizzle just kind of stuck. And then from that, we wanted to kind of stick to Egyptian roots. And so that's how his name came about. Actually, well, it's 
been a couple of years now. I started searching because I was like trying to find out what I was going to go by as an artist. And so I was searching, I think, the all-seeing eye. And from there, it spanned to, like, something about the eye of Horus popped up. Mm-hmm. And so, Wajet is one of the two sis- I think two sisters that makes up the eye of Horus. Oh, wow. And so, I just, like, saw the name. And there's, like, I think 10 plus different spellings of it. Mm-hmm. And so, I just, like, that one, the, the spelling that I chose stuck out because since it had this, like, the Z in the middle, it had, like, the same amount of lettering as, like, hers yeah. did. So it's just, like, we had the ZZ together. Yeah. And it's stuck ever since. Yeah. yeah. That's nice. It's something that I wanted to name that if you see it, you're like, holy shit, what is that? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of, it's funny because some people, like, look at it and it's like, you is it? Mm-hmm. Like, your pimple is like, what? <laughs> But actually, the ZZ, then from there, we kind of like, oh, like the buzz, like the ZZ. Oh, and then like the bees. Our logo is like all about the bees. So, I see. Okay. Know, it's, it's all <laughs> big, fucked up energy. <laughs> it's fate, right? It is. It, every, like, seriously, I feel like everything we've done has been like, we've done, like, we've been in the right place at the right time, seeing the right things, and everything just kind of is like lined up. Yeah. How it's meant to be. It's really it's interesting. <laughs> it is. That's how I think we met. It was yep. <laughs> randomly at a show in Lafayette, Indiana. And then we ran into each other again at my favorite store, Goodwill. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, everything just lines up fantastically. Yeah. So you're Egyptian. Mm-hmm. Are you from Egypt? Your parents are from Egypt. Where are you originally from? Well, I was born in Indiana, but my parents um, and my older two sisters were born in Egypt, and they moved here before I was born. So I'm, I am an American, but mm-hmm. like my culture, my roots are Egyptian, hundred <laughs> percent. Huh. Uh, it was pretty influential growing up in my life. I feel like. Oh yeah, how so? Like the cuisine and oh. like the standards of like living like in I don't know like the cold I don't know like these certain things like growing up of like yeah, that's hard to explain I guess like the way you carry yourself or the mm-hmm. way you like interact with people I guess learned a lot from my parents mm-hmm. in that sense definitely the cuisine oh gosh. yeah I love food yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um when I lived in Dubai I had I met some um Egyptians and one of my Egyptian friends, we would go and have, I can't think of the name, but it was like all the carbs in one dish. Is it's it like, like noodles. Yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. How do you pronounce it? Kushery. Kushery. It's like macaroni and lentils. Yes. And all the carbs. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm like, wait a minute. What? <laughs> yeah, but it's so delicious. Huh. So you have an older sister? Two older sisters. Okay. Yeah. And are they into the arts as well? Um, not, no, not really at all, actually. Mary, the middle sister, she owns a bakery. Mm -hmm. And Nancy, she's a stay-at-home mom. She is like a, she used to be a nurse. So it's like very different. Mm -hmm. My dad's a lab scientist. (laughs) My mom is, she used to be like a daycare teacher. So she's a little creative, Um, more like crafty, but my Family is pretty 
left left brained. Yeah. <laughs> Because <laughs> it does work opposite, right? Like the left. Yeah, you're right. So, <laughs> where who inspired your artistry? Like from my family, no one really. I think it just like came about on myself. Mm-hmm. I think my mom, like in daycare, she was always like we did crafts a lot. So I think that maybe like was the initial spark. Mm-hmm. I realized I like be crafty and then I just like I love to paint um I learned how to sew pretty young so just like snowball effect from there but I've always been like self-inspired like no one's been like you're gonna need to paint for your life Mm. you know it's like I chose that because I knew I was good at it yeah and I do love your creations thank you from your paintings to your clothes your little accessories (laughs) yeah it's pretty sweet and how about you um well i started out like i mean i was just doodling in school all throughout but the first thing is not like it was kind of weird with music at least i was at an auction sale with my grandmother and spotted that guitar that's sitting over there to the right. Okay. And I just had to have it. Like, and I was 11 years old at the time. Didn't know why. Just wanted it really bad. Mm-hmm. And so finally, like that item came up, and I like just kept looking at my grandma until she finally like outbid the other guy that was bidding on it. And so on our way back to the car, she like tells me because I'd never known my dad, mm-hmm. and to- she like told me that he was a m- musician. Oh wow! And so like it was just like weird that even without knowing, it mm-hmm. was just like ingrained right that I would want to do that. <clears throat> and so that's how like the music started. Um, as far as the other artistic things, <clears throat> I kind of just as like she said, I just kind of came about it on my own in mm-hmm. a sense. My mom went to school in, I think, Fort Lauderdale at the Art Institute for Interior Design, but she never finished. She ended up in flowers. Oh. But, um, (laughs) so, like, it's not like I never was really around, like, that being done in the household necessarily, but I just have always felt that that's what I was supposed to be doing. I feel like it's, like, in our blood. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, like, there it's supposed to happen. Sometimes you pick your life path, and sometimes you don't. And I mm-hmm. don't feel like I picked it. I feel like it came to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even, like, we get asked the question all the time, what inspires you, or do you, like, have some crazy, like, people will have, like, a half hour that they'll tell you some deep, thought-out thing of why they made something. 90% mm-hmm. of the time, I'm just making it because it's coming out of me, and I have no idea why. Huh. What are, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, it's just like, I guess we've like explained it as like being vessels in a sense. Because huh. we just, a oh, lot of the time, thoughtlessly are doing it. There's some parts that have intention, of course, but mm-hmm. it's not like some super insane deep thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of the, I don't know who drew it, designed it. Mm-hmm. I'm awful when it comes to words sometimes. Um, so... <laughs> I'm looking now at, they're not paintings, but they're, yeah, paintings? Yes. It's a mixture. It's illustration with, like, watercolor, color pencil, 
ink, pastels. It's like mixed media. Of all yeah. sorts. So you understand why I'm confused. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. okay. <laughs> so, we, we consider them paintings to like vaguely um, yeah. label them. And so you both what you're create? Looking, what you're looking at right here is all hers. Okay. Because this is her like workspace, so she likes to have um, what she's recently worked on hanging. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, like, I've got just a couple doodles over there on the other side. But, um, yeah, this is all her work that's hanging right here. I'll sit down every, it's like maybe once or twice a month and knock something out at her table when she's, like, sleeping or something. Mm. But I was going to say, I remember one, I think it's probably my favorite. It looks like a, a bunny rabbit. I know okay, that one's with, not, with yeah. gauges, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that's I think, fine. yeah, it's so cute. <laughs> no. I thought it was over there. It's not. <laughs> oh, so I would ask what inspired that, but that was one of those ones that just came out of nowhere. <laughs> it really was. Like, I mean, actually, yeah, we got the plugs in. That that's what inspired like the oh. coloration of the plugs that were in his ears. But other than that, yeah, it was just kind of a random one. Huh. I entitled it Rabid. Yeah. So, so that was fun. It was, it was quite cool <laughs> and rabbit-ish. <laughs> so are you from here as well? I actually grew up in Attica and then moved to West Lafayette in what, sixth grade. So I went to middle school and high school up in West Lafayette. Okay. And then went down to Indianapolis from there for college. But, yeah, I grew up here, and then we've just moved back, and it's quiet and not a lot of distractions. It we is create. quite quiet here. Yeah, it's nice. Even we're at the loudest point in the town because we're, I mean, right off the main highway that runs through town. But other than that, if you go, like, a couple blocks down where my grandma lives, it's mm-hmm. dead silent at her house. Like, it's, it's insane. <laughs> yeah, in a day like today, foggy, uh-huh. I would not want to be here. <laughs> I was driving, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is like Silence of the Lambs type thing. <laughs> like cornfields left and right, it's foggy. Yeah. So you went to school in Indy. Where'd you go? The Art Institute. Okay. The pyramids there. Okay, we nice. We both did. And is that where y'all met? <laughs> nope. Um. <laughs> We both had a friend while going there that we had had, and weirdly, we both even lived in the same, like, exact areas throughout Indianapolis. Like, same during... apartment complex on the north side, and then, like, down, like, in, like, the center of Indianapolis. We mm-hmm. both lived, like, a couple blocks away from each other. I had no idea. It's, like, one of those things, again, where it's, like, you're just, like, parallel, like, to what you need to be doing. Yes. And we just had no idea. Yeah. We had no and idea. Our friend, she made a freaking Twitter post and, like, had, like, follow these five artists. And then we started stalking each other. Oh, <laughs> so, yes. It was, like, six months of stalking <laughs> and we finally actually started talking to each other. I made the first move. Hey, woo I did. I, I, like, DM'd him. I was, like... So you want to like be friends, and he's like, "We can be anything you want, my dear." Oh wow! Oh wow! Came back fly. And well, like, you did. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you slid in the DMs, and he was just waiting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a 
matter sweet. of time before one of us took the step. So. Uh-huh. That's sweet. <laughs> <laughs> so what was life like growing up here in Attica? Oh, my God. Um, yeah, it sucked kind of. Like, I mean, it didn't suck at the time because I didn't know any better. But, like, looking back on it, I was, it was, like, the standard, like, white little kid boy, like, being raised, like, you're going to play baseball. Uh-huh. You're going to be in the Boy Scouts. And, like, all of that, like, I had to do just what every other kid was doing and was, like, just trying to fit in. Mm-hmm. And then I moved up to West Lafayette, and it was, like, that change work because I just picked up skateboarding mm-hmm. as I was moving up there, like, just before that. And so then I quit all that bullshit uh-uh. and just, like, went and did my own thing from there on out. And if I hadn't moved up there, like, I don't even know what my life would have turned out like. It would have just been like every other person in this town where they get stuck in this mindset. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Because even though we live here, like, we go elsewhere to do anything. We just are here to create and have a quiet space, really, and just, I mean, help take care of my grandma. But other than that, it's just, yeah, it's... If I would have been here and went through high school, it would have been a completely different situation mm-hmm. in my life. You think so? so oh, yeah, like for sure. A lot of the people our age that are in this town now, like, when we're 25 and he's 26, we're not, like, old or anything, but mm-hmm. they all, like, either there's, like, two paths. It's either, like, you're getting fucked up on drugs or mm-hmm. you're, like, like working in a factory, drugs. yeah, like working in a factory and like have kids already. So it's like there's not many options if you would have stayed. I don't know. Even it's... just like knowing what the world's like, like people here, there's not black people. There's what one? Yeah. We have one black guy that works at the the um, grocery store, market. and then there's a Mexican restaurant. So there's the guys that own and work in that restaurant. But other than that, there's no diversity. Wow. It's all redneck white people like i don't and, i don't even look that ethnic but like when and she gets weird looks yeah like when and i when we first moved back here yeah it was like they were looking at her like who the fuck is this like, really yeah, yeah it, and they're racist as fuck here like i was wow. here it's nuts indianapolis so like i still like i mean i still have like a my own, like, style, like, my own flair, but, like, I didn't realize, like, moving here, I had to, like, tone it down a bit, Mm because, like, I'd be wearing, like, my crazy outfits to the store, and people are like, (laughs) what is that girl, like, what is she doing here, and, like, they, and not, like, looks of, like, interest, it's, like, looks of, like, get out of here, like, Mm. like, go. Even when I, like, started wearing skinny jeans and would come back to town, like, because I used to come back on the weekends and hang out with my friends that were here, Mm -hmm. and, There'd be people that would see me out and then go talk to my uncle, like thinking or like saying things like, "Is he gay?" Uh-uh. Just and like just like the talk of the town. It's it's so funny how judgmental they are just because wow. you like dress differently or right. look differently than them. And associating your sexuality with mm-hmm. your clothes. Yep. That's yep. so <laughs> backwards. Tell him about his sneakers. Oh yeah, one time a guy had went to my uncle and brought it up to him. Uh, they were red. They were bright red. But he's like, your nephew's got some of them pink shoes on. Is he, is he queer? Like, like, that's the kind of stuff that gets, like, talked about in this town. I don't know. It's nuts. What? Oh, wow. Yeah, it's it's mind-blowing. Because then we go, I mean, I've traveled all over the place, and it's just, 
it's so weird seeing the other place like areas of even just America because I haven't been out but beyond like we've been from here to California to Florida and back all over the place and it's just like this town's just nuts how judgmental <laughs> they are Mm-hmm. Like California, I put on her booty shorts <laughs> because I forgot. Or like I forgot swim trunks, and we were going to the beach, so I had mm-hmm. shorts this short on. No one even looked at me. Like, like, I was <laughs> like, didn't even have a thought about it. But here, if I were to do that, uh-uh. it'd be nuts. Wow, <laughs> wow. So, what's life like for you now? Like on a daily basis? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, well, it kind of changes with the season, <laughs> but currently, <For> sure. <laughs> um, yeah, we, we create every day, no mm. matter what time of the day, could be up until 8 a.m., or we sometimes are going, like, throughout the afternoon, but, like, every day is pretty much, like, some creations being made. Mm-hmm. Mostly the schedule, though, if, as long as we don't have to be doing normal bullshit everyday stuff like i've right now i'm stuck on the schedule where i literally <laughs> been going to bed at 8 30 in the morning and so like, yeah like i work all night because like creatively i if it's still light outside my brain's not working yeah, it's like i'm so. it's like overstimulation for the most part if i'm doing like some sort of like remedial like computer task or something like i don't know how to <laughs> i don't know how to say it any other way like just like that stuff where you don't have to think, yeah. you know, those kinds of things I can do during the daytime. But if not, yeah, I don't start working until it's dark. But in the wintertime, it's like freaking 6 p.m. to 8.30 in the morning. I'm just kind of like working on stuff. Yeah. Wow. That's a daily life. Really, it's like there's no other way to explain it. I don't think people realize like how much time we spend in this room making things. Yeah, like constantly. it's. It really is constant. And all the different realms, too, because it's if you get burnt on one, mm-hmm. yeah. we have so many other outlets that we do that we're, we just hop into another one. And it's not like we just, like, just go sit and don't do anything. Yeah, that's so amazing because you're painters, graphic design artists. I know you like ran down the list at the mm-hmm. beginning. Photographers. Yeah, that's what I went to school for in Indianapolis. For photography. So, mm-hmm. And then you branched off into... Yeah, it was... I've done music all through high school and even like up until the last bit of senior year, I had no idea I was even going to go to college because mm-hmm. I was dead set on mom, I'm going to fucking make it as a musician. Mm-hmm. And so like, I was just like a CD student through high school cause I didn't care about school. I wanted to do music. Mm-hmm. And so then it came to that time where all my friends were like signing up for college and shit. So I was like, okay, I got to do something. And I'd done 35 millimeter photography. I took classes all through high school. So I was like, why not do that as my backup plan? And so I applied, went to the Art Institute and got an associates down there in digital photography. But the whole time I was there, since I'd taken all those classes in high school, Mm -hmm. they really weren't teaching me much. I learned some Photoshop tricks. Mm -hmm. But other than that, I already knew all this because it was like re- teaching me all the crap that I'd already been taught to because it's still film and DSLRs are the same thing I have no idea okay so like like working a film (laughs) camera compared to like a professional DSLR camera okay they both it's all the settings and how you work the camera it's exactly the same 
So going to school down there, I basically got a $40,000 degree for learning a whole wow. lot of nothing. Wow. But yeah, so I went to do photography as just like my BS backup plan and then worked for a year in photography traveling with a company. And after that, I straight up like January came back around because it was a dance company or they... They photograph dance competitions that happen all over the U.S. Mm -hmm. And so every weekend it was like you, from the first half of the year, you're just hopping in a car or on a plane and going to all these different cities every single Mm. weekend to shoot one of the competitions. Oh, that's fun. And that second year was about to start, and I just, like, I wrote out this whole letter, just dropped a bomb on my boss, like, dropped it off in his mailbox, like, bye, I'm done, because it was... Like, I don't know, it was a family business, and there was too much drama within it. Oh, gosh, yeah. And so I I just threw it out, and that's when when I decided to do Stealth. It was two months later we started it. Like, I had at that point decided to do it, and then we hadn't, like, really had a name for it yet. And Mm -hmm. then March came around, and that's when we fucking just, like, we went for it there and started building it. Yeah, well, since we were talking about it, let me finish reading because remember earlier I yeah. was being a stalker because it says <laughs> nine months later in March 2015, our baby Stolf was born. <laughs> so March 2015 to it's 2018. So baby <laughs> Stolf so, is now three years old yeah. in March. Yeah. What is Stolf? What is stuff? What? Who is she? <laughs> what is it? She is. <laughs> she is actually stemmed from a he. Okay. <laughs> so. All right. So, uh, the at least okay. So the breakdown of the name Stalf. One of our favorite artists is his name is Ralph Steadman. Okay. Um, Are you familiar did, with him? No, please yeah, tell me. He did the artwork for. He's most known for the artwork he did for Hunter S. Thompson, the writer. So, like, Fear and Loathing, um, the artwork for that movie, um, is the one that did that kind of artwork. I feel like I lived under a rock. Mm -hmm. So, that's why when I meet cool people like y'all, please tell me Mm -hmm. who I should have been watching, (laughs) listening to, reading. (laughs) So, tell me more. Um, Well, that's why the name was Stealth. It was like... We mashed up Ralph Steadman. So the the last bit of Ralph with the first two letters of his last name. I see. Because I started, my friend actually just like jokingly said it because I had started that January. I started kind of like messing with, he does like a lot of like, like, so like this kind of stuff. Okay. Where it's like ink being blown around or splattered. And like he's, he has this just really distinct style and we just... Like, I started doing that. My friend called it stealth as, like, the kind of art, <laughs> in huh. a sense, just joking about it, and then it stuck. Mm-hmm. Okay. And from there, we've decided to, we wanted to start a business that we weren't limited by just, like, this is a photography business, yeah. or this is a clothing business, you mm-hmm. know? We wanted to be able to do anything we want to under one roof. Right. And so that's, I mean, everything we do is, is stealth. Mm. <laughs> it's like hard to define it. <clears throat> I remember when I met y'all, I walked up to Wazelle and I said, what is this? And she said, oh, it's stealth. 
And it took, <laughs> it took a second. And I was like, oh, huh, that's so cute. It's so cute. Stuff, style. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. So you are a fashion designer. Yes. Um, do you design for anyone else? No. No? <laughs> just me. <laughs> we will do like custom pieces yeah. for people. We actually just last night delivered to a client of ours uh, this hot dog shirt. What? So um, it, it started out print. as a joke yeah. kind of because his husband posted a picture of him um, him when he was like 10 maybe uh-huh. in this shirt that it just had hot dogs printed all over it with little like lines and there's like hunter green like mm-hmm. cuffs on it in the neck and one of our other friends she commented on it and was like you you should have this like remade now and have them make it for like and, an adult and, size and, yeah, oh. and it was just like like she jokingly said it you know mm-hmm. but i was like I could do that. Like, I can make the print for it. And so that night, I just, without even them saying to go for it, I, like, remade what would be the pattern, mm-hmm. but with, like, my own twist and, like, added, like, just some new style to it and sent it to them. And they were like, green light, go for it. Wow. So we, like, had the fabric ordered and made them up a custom shirt. So like we do that kind of stuff for people, yeah. okay. but it still gets the, the Waz Waz collection tag slapped in the back. Waz Waz. Waz Waz, <laughs> yeah. So the collection, if there's a print designed by him, but otherwise um, I made the collection as like everything's unisex. Mm-hmm. So it's not like just for female or just for male. It's like anybody can wear it. And really, it started because, like, we would, when we'd go out, we would always, like, compliment or match. Mm-hmm. Whether it was, like, something I made or not, we always matched. And so we wanted to, like, create a line of clothing where it's, like, no matter who your partner is, you could buy our clothes and compliment. Aww. And it's kind of a way for, like, other people to embrace their partner more, like, mm-hmm. more so. Because I feel like a lot of people, like, oh, we're together, but, like, you're not like a hundred percent committed. I feel like a lot of the time you don't. Yeah. Don't Unless know. you wear their clothes. Right. Like, She's mine. Yeah. Yeah. It's when a way to just like That's we cute. are together and yeah. we're proud of it. Like there's no shame. <laughs> That's so. when That's people see us in public, they just know yeah. that like we're together because mm-hmm. who the fuck else has the exact same shirt on right. in a sense? Yeah. And it's definitely so. like their conversation pieces. Mm-hmm. I don't want to make boring clothes. Like everything we make like stands out like we have the t-shirts that have our naked bodies on them so if you were to wear that in public people are going to look at it and be like where did you get that and why are you wearing naked bodies like they're conversation pieces yeah yeah we try to keep things interesting (laughs) (laughs) that was one of the the things that caught my eye that night I met y'all but it was the album cover that with y'all's yeah. naked bodies. I was like, oh my God, her body is so fine. His body is so fine. And then she says, yeah, that's ours. So I was like, yeah. let's go work out now. <laughs> it was a ballsy move, but it's actually like, Literally. it's funny because since we've done that, it's been like such a conversation piece. It's like, mm-hmm. if nothing else on the table speaks to you, it, you look at that picture and you're like, what is the story behind that? Mm-hmm. And it's actually like inspired a lot of people to like break out of their comfort zone and want to also 
There's been Show a lot of body. nudity shots yeah. done since then, or at least more revealing than most people would get out of their comfort zones yeah. because of it. Huh. They've told us that, like, they'd post it and then be like, you were the reason that we wow. did this. Yeah. You so, inspired a movement. Right. Naked body movement. Naked our, body. our whole thing is, like, uncensored. And yeah. so... That's, like, one of our... We have, like missions like everything we make is handcrafted or like made by us like we don't outsource like we outsource printing obviously but like anything is like made by us it's 100 percent original and it's uncensored <laughs> like uncensored is like our main yeah. even if it one day limits us somewhere yeah. we don't care like i'm not going to censor myself just to put myself like right. yeah like there's a, situation. a music festival he like submitted for <laughs> and like instead oh. of the instead of the like guy who was like going through the submission instead of him just like saying no like he was obviously very was... offended and like he wrote out like four or five like lengthy paragraphs about like this is unprofessional and like I can't have you at the festival because it's going to be like it's supposed to be like family friendly and like this isn't like appropriate and it just like went on and on about this it. This was when I had Junior's that that album cover. That was when it was the most recent release I had. Yeah. So that mm-hmm. was, what was when you submitted. go to the website. Yeah. That image was like on my main music <laughs> page. Now yeah. it's like I've gotten new music out, so it's been removed. But at that point in time, he, he even. Oh, used flaccid penis wow. in the email. Yeah. Like, really, like, it, you like could a time. Like, <laughs> you could tell that it just offended him. So he was in his yeah. feelings. He was like, once you're, like, like, a bigger, like, household name, then you can, like, do what you what? want. Get that up until yeah. then. But it's like, I'm going to do what I want. No. And if you don't like yeah. it, then you, like, let's move on. He told we'll me to, like, else. go write some new songs that were more family-friendly and come back in a year and reapply. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to apply for right. that. No. <laughs> so we don't, like, we're not going to commit to your standards. Right, exactly. Like, we do what we want, and that's the end. <laughs> yeah, I was just telling, we were t- my friend and I were just talking about not pacifying other people's insecurities because we already have our own. So why should you put yourself in a box because of Mm -hmm. somebody else? So if they can't, as you said, rise to y'all's standards, well, it's all right. Be gone. Yeah, Yeah, that's unfortunate for them Mm -hmm. because your music. Well, it's funny because right after I got denied, like two weeks later, I got to play a big festival in Indy. Well, there you go. And that was, it was was free to the public. You didn't even have to pay to be in that one. So like anybody could walk up and there was kids walking all over the place (laughs) and no one gave two shits. Wow. Yeah. I'm trying to like normalize the human body Mm -hmm. is I feel like, especially me growing up, this goes back to like the Egyptian culture. Like you don't show your body like Mm -hmm. that like it's not okay Mm -hmm. and growing up like that I was like I like I feel like I like got boobs very early so I was like ashamed of them and like didn't like want to like I don't know it's just like being raised like that I didn't want to like show my body off and it's like it was just like you don't do that and so I was like grew up like hating my body in a sense and so it's like now that I'm older and, like, more free with myself, I just don't want other people to be raised like that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's like, 
the body's not something that's abnormal. Everyone has one or the other. So exactly, it should be like normalized. That's like one of our missions. Is just like let the titties out, show <laughs> your nipples, <laughs> and let's be free. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's it? Um, young, wild, and free. Yeah. Hmm. Yes. <laughs> so you create for yourself um, fashion design for yourself if there was someone who i don't know we what was it the um the met the globe the golden globes were just a few weeks ago yeah if you could design for anybody there or maybe not at the golden globes anybody who would you design for wow that's a good question because i haven't even asked that before well, the first person I want to say is, like, somebody super spunky. Um, and I, like, can see her face, but I can't think of her name. She actually kind of looks like me. It's weird. Um, it's, like, Ileana. I don't know how to say her last name. Glazer, maybe. She's an actress. She's super funny. Um, if you knew her face, you'd probably understand who I'm saying, because I could be saying her name wrong. Okay, because I, I don't picture her right now, but... Okay. She's got, like, super curly hair, mm-hmm. um, kind of crazy looking. They look scary a lot. Yeah, but I just, like, <laughs> okay. her sense of humor, I don't even know if she'd be at the Golden Globes or something, but maybe her... Okay. Yeah, that, that's a good question. I gotta think on that one some more. <laughs> well, you said someone super spunky just to match you because yeah. I think you're super spunky. Yeah, I don't think that I would. I feel like well, I used to make evening wear, and then it's oh, like nice. transitioned into like super casual like streetwear. Mm-hmm. But I at this point I don't feel like I could really design something like super formal it would have to be something for like the vmas or like mm. something more like yeah. cool, casual like uh-huh. spunky because that's definitely our style at this point yeah what influences your style the season i mean of course the season but um yeah like what influences your style of clothing yeah um, well, we really feed off each other because, like, he will do the print, and then from there, I can kind of like, oh, that's like the last collection. So like, like, that print needs to be a bomber jacket because before he wanted mm-hmm. it on like just a t shirt, but it's mm-hmm. like that print needs to be a jacket. Like, it's too good. Like, we, we like, go into the season two thinking, okay, so we're going to do fall, so we want to do more of like a, a hooded sweatshirt or something, something that's going to be able to be worn in the fall. Mm-hmm. Right? So, we like go in with that thought first and kind of decide whether it's going to be t-shirt, jacket, whatever. And like with the fall collection, the yellow hoodies, we had that yellow picked out before oh, we had anything yeah. else. Like we were yeah. determined to make whatever design with that yellow in it. Okay. And we went and through a lot of like textile patterns before. We so we were trying to we were trying to go lot. like stupid basic bitch in a sense with like <laughs> the the pattern we were just gonna yeah. do something that would like anybody would have compared to like one night I was just up all night and came up with the moon with the rocket and that pretty she much like ins- woke up the yeah. next day and I was like that's that's what we're fucking yeah. using I don't care what you say because mm-hmm. <laughs> I even like I made I like went to our the site where we get our fabric printed from and even had like had the preview made where you could see it all mm-hmm. tiled out. And mm-hmm. I was like, we have to do this. Cheating. And 
then that sparked the whole space theme for all of the rest of the, yeah. the collection for the fall. Hmm. So how do you all work together? Like you just said, you thought about this one idea and then the next day you said, we're doing this. Mm -hmm. So how much of each other goes into one piece of work? It depends on the piece of work. Mm -hmm. Like my paintings, it was pretty much all me, but like sometimes, for example, like this one right here, mm -hmm. um, it got to a point where like, I didn't know if I wanted to color in the face or like leave it white. And mm -hmm. so I, I've been like staring at it for a while. I'm like, if I commit, I can't rewind. Yeah. So I'm like, what do you think? Should I like leave it white? Should I color it in? And it's like those little bits of him, like suggestions pop up. Um, like same for his music. Like when he's writing new lyrics, like sometimes he'll get stuck. Mm -hmm. You know, like, like all like throw out ideas and like, oh, that's good. Oh yeah, like snowballs. Um, like photography or like when we're like taking pictures of like our clothes that's definitely a joint effort like let's do this and then let's do this and like mesh the two ideas together the graphic work same thing like especially yeah. like for client work that he's being asked to make mm -hmm. it's like a joint effort like he executes it but like the ideas are both ours or like i'll throw a bit out and then she'll give her feedback and we'll push yeah. things around or whatever on the page from there until the final product ends up. His music videos, same thing. Like, he'll have an like, initial idea, and I'm like, let's do this. Or and sometimes she'll have the initial yeah. idea or throw something in my head, and it'll sit there for a month or two, mm -hmm. and then I'll end up using that idea, but in whatever way that I have come up in my head from there. Yeah. So... And then, like... Oh, oh sorry. No, go ahead. Go and ahead. then, like, actually, like, doing the video, like, taking it... Um, I set. set I'll set up the shot. Yeah. Since like oh. that's my thing. Like I would not let her set the shot up. No, herself. he's very particular I, I, about it. I like throw suggestions about like where to put things, but as far as like the main. Yeah, idea, the composition itself, I make sure like every single shot, I set the camera where I want it mm -hmm. always, and then I'll have her run it though. Yeah. If I'm in front of the camera. Wow. So, yeah, we are we are very much intertwined with each other's creations. Huh. Like. This past fall, though, we did a video where um, I was playing with stop motion photography for it, mm -hmm. and we, wait, can you explain what that is? Okay. Stop motion photography. So, with video, there's all the frames, first second. There's like film. Standard film is twenty four frames per second, so that would be twenty four individual photos technically. Okay. So with stop motion, mm -hmm. you take a shitload of photos. And then just lay them out in a video. Huh. So they play through just like you were filming a video. So it's like kind of like a long way of doing it in a sense. Okay. Um, so it kind of. Um, you would just like take your camera and be like click, 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 yep. click, 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 click. And then, like, and so it's and like then you import like, that in yeah, and have it and then just press play. So then it shoots that. It's kind of it's more jerky. Yeah. Okay. But with that, there's not that. We went out and shot a video for what Air of Air, wasn't mm -hmm. it? And so I, st I started with the camera clicking. And so I'm like, here, I'm clicking around and then I can stop. Instead of the video still rolling, mm -hmm. I can stop clicking and hold the camera here. And then like, she took the camera and she took it from there mm -hmm. and started clicking. I see. And so we just 
pass the camera back and forth as whatever we were seeing at that point, we'd stop and then just keep taking it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because it's one continuous video, though, because we'd hold it wherever we stopped until the next person took it. Hmm. Okay. And so, yeah, that was, that was a really weird video, but it was fun to play with stop motion a little bit more. So we've done it a couple times, but that was like the main cool idea that I had for one. Huh. So y'all are like also a one-stop shop. Like y'all do mm -hmm. everything. Yep. Anything yeah. from even down to like logo, business cards, whatever, like yeah. to all the fashion, all the, I mean, even really, I even could be doing things like musically, like jingles or mm -hmm. little things. Cause I, I've been playing with it the past couple of years, which this year we kind of had a little trouble with the, the Christmas special, but each year for the Christmas <laughs> special, We'll read a Christmas story, and then halfway through it, it breaks to, like, commercials, mm -hmm. quote-unquote. And so I, like, will make up jingles or songs or whatever for each commercial to where it's, like, Aww. like I'm we make a whole, like, episode of television huh. for it. Since we do the Waz Waz show throughout the year and mm -hmm. put up episodes that, like, it's, like, our final, like, thing for the year each year. Yeah. We'll do, the, like, to end out the season, we'll do a Christmas special. And... So that's, we could even be doing commercials technically. So. Huh. That's cool. Yeah, it's just, it's like. It's kind of overwhelming. It's, it's hard to wrap our head around. Like people yeah. like ask what we can do and they don't understand. Like we could like tell us what you want done because we mm -hmm. can probably do it. Yeah. We'll have to think about it for a minute, but we can figure <laughs> it out and do it. Well, your music is definitely. Funky, quirky. Um, as I said earlier, Jay Z of trip hop. That's a new one. We have to quote. Yeah, yeah. Like but yeah, I'm totally putting that quote. <laughs> I mean, it's it's your words, really, because you said you don't write your lyrics. You... Not, not on paper. Uh huh. Um, they straight just come out of my head into like straight recorded in. So. Yeah, it's not like I'm like freestyling though, because it's like a, a sentence at a time or like mm -hmm. a few words at a time. Sometimes I'll have like three words that I'll spit out and then I'm like, okay, where am I coming from there? Mm -hmm. And so it's it's kind of like random in a sense. It's like I don't go into it either with like a thought of like, this is exactly what I'm going to talk about or and I don't write anything out anymore because I used to do that and it especially when going back to play the songs out mm -hmm. um, for performances, I'd be overthinking the mm, lyrics because they yeah. weren't flowing out of me like they do when I just am spitting like I'm talking. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, I just, just get in the booth and let whatever comes out comes out after I make a beat. Okay. <clears throat> so how would you describe your music? <laughs> I don't know. I don't put like limits or boundaries on it. The only reason I even started calling it trip hop is because people wanted a defined term for it. Mm -hmm. And musically now, as my style has finally gotten like fine tuned and I started listening to a lot more trip hop, there's like a couple artists that I'd listened to and I didn't even know that they were called that. Mm -hmm. But, um, that was when, like, lately I've been like, holy shit, like, especially I'm working on a new album right now, and it's really starting to sound like it could fit with that genre, and it's I'm like, not even trying to, it's just, like, 
musically what comes out of me, I played everything from acoustic solo stuff in mm-hmm. high school to doing hardcore music. I either mm. I played guitar for a while as well as doing vocals, and then at the end of high school, I was just doing vocals in a hardcore band. And I've played a little bit of like indie style music too. So like all of that stuff in high school, and then after high school is when I got into like rap and hip hop. Okay. And so then I started. It was what 2012. I'd been out of music for a couple of years, not done anything because my band had broke up as we were like finishing out high school. And I wanted to get back into music. I wanted to not have to deal with other people <laughs> and whatever they think or like have to mm. mesh. I want to just be able to make whatever I want. Mm-hmm. And so the main way to do that was just to start producing my own beats myself. I see. And so, yeah, from 2012 until now, I've been working on making beats, and I'm finally at that point where I can say that, like, I know how to do it, and mm-hmm. I'm not just, like, dabbling <laughs> anymore. <clears throat> there's but a couple, sorry, oh, there's no. a couple trip-hop artists, um, well, Portishead. Okay. That's the one I've listened to for a while now. And then just recently, we played, started listening to Massive Attack. Yes! Okay, so, like... Mm-hmm. One of their albums, Mezzanine. It's like one of their. It's it's one of the '90s albums. It's like 1998. It came out. That's like we listened to it recently the other night together, and we were like, "Holy shit!" Like this new album he's working on, like not so much like the sounds, but like the way it's written, Mm -hmm. where it's kind of just like throws you around. Like it's not like verse, chorus, verse, chorus, hook. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? It's not like. That being said, so that's the other thing with my music, like the standard song is usually either you come straight into a verse and then it's chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus out. Yeah. And so that's like the standard way to write a song. And I've decided like that's not how I'm going to write music. So sometimes like even this, the new album, I wrote one song and then another like musical composition and I didn't let like anything repeat so the first song just comes out like I had my different pieces like that would be like a chorus type piece or even just like a like musical piece in itself and so it builds up through all of that and then it changes to a second song but it's all one song yeah so like I'm not limiting it to just having to be all standard cut and dry right I like to keep your mind at like a juxtaposition and not knowing what's going to happen. I'm really like learning how to play with the mind and mess with people. Cause I don't want to just even like my performance. Like I don't stop in between songs to talk to you Mm -hmm. because I want you to see it as a like artistic performance. Yes. And I'm not like just giving you filler talk of bullshit. I want Mm -hmm. you to just see it from start to finish. Like you'd watch a movie. And that's exactly what it is. When I saw you that day, mm. I was just like, wow, this is amazing. And I didn't want it to stop. So you're mm. right about like the movie aspect of it. And even the artistry from the beatboxing kind of, mm-hmm. from the, <laughs> the way you manipulate your voice to the music in the background, like you sample some no, things. I do no, not sample nothing. Wow. And that is, that is what I am against. Wow. So like the only thing, like if you hear what you would think like is a sample, like there might be talking or something, mm-hmm. but either I recorded 
you saying something or her saying something or, or like the first with Inores, I like my grandma didn't know it, but there was lots <laughs> of different times where we were hanging out with her that I'd either have like my mic in the booth recording if we had her in here or we'd have our phone sitting and mm-hmm. have it recording <laughs> and so like I'd catch her saying things and then I'd like I, that kind of fits yeah. and so I'd throw it into the song somehow wow. but, um, wait okay let me say something okay <laughs> when he when he was like trying to define quote unquote like his music in mm-hmm. a genre it was like difficult because it's not quite rap and it's not hip hop definitely not hip hop because the main thing in hip hop we learned is that like everybody samples mm-hmm. and that's like his biggest thing is like I don't sample I make like, original everything music everything is 100% original that's what we've yeah. been before it's like everything is ours it's original like yeah. I'm not going to take a clip of song from somewhere else and add it like I'm it's, not just a rapper because right. rappers just buy beats and mm-hmm. put their vocals over it and there's I look at that as, like, I love rap music, but I see myself as, like, they aren't true original creators Mm -hmm. because they're not doing anything besides spitting some words out, you know? So, like, I want people to know that I'm a musician, not not just a rapper because, like, I make every bit of it. And even down to, like, mixing and mastering it, like, I do it all myself. I don't have to go somewhere else. I'm slowly teaching myself how to do everything myself because I'd rather learn and have all that knowledge in the back of my head instead of like relying on someone we want to be with everything that we do creatively Mm -hmm. um self-sufficient yeah (laughs) y'all are so cute (laughs) wow that's that's inspiring because like I see again with your paintings and with your music even like they match like this is kind of trippy acid like painting and like your music as well but it's it works and if you could see it connectors her paintings you would understand what i mean i didn't mean that offensively oh, no. but it's it's amazing yeah, and i can you. appreciate it thank you yeah so um, we were talking earlier um, about the needs of people and as artists, as creators, I think that's one of our responsibilities, our duties to watch out and help other people in need. So with staff, mm-hmm. um, if... Staff was given a Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> that would be funny. Because, I mean, and, and think about this. Like, y'all promote self-love mm-hmm. and creativity. And in creativity, you have to show love. I mean, there's love in creativity. So if Staff won the Nobel Peace Prize, why would Staff have been chosen? <laughs> Wait, wait, oh wait, I think yeah, you, I'll let you answer this because okay. I don't know if the words will wait, come out. Wait, what's the Nobel that. Peace Prize again? That's the one where, like, you've done something great? Yes. Okay, I wanted to make sure before I put it in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um, for something great, I think it's our messages. Mm. Like, for one, we want to promote not just self-love because self-love isn't just like, oh, I love my body. It's like treating your body right, like mm-hmm. eating healthy, like, like I said, we're sober. Like, we don't drink. 
and we don't smoke cigarettes, and he used to, but, like, we're trying to take care of ourselves. That's, that's like, what I've decided, like, um, even with, like, my lyrical content, right? a lot of the time, um, nowadays, people are, their cause is, like, either, like, fighting, like, politics or something, like, going at the <coughs> world, whereas, mm-hmm. like, the only things, like, I talk out my ass about random shit that I've either been through in my life or whatever, but alongside that, I'm trying to promote you to love yourself. Right. And like, I used to smoke a pack a day and it's been like two and a half something years that I've quit now. Wow. And so like, that's one of the things that I try to talk about my music a lot because I mean, especially in this town and in Indiana in general, fucking everybody smokes. Mm-hmm. And so it's like little things like that that I'm just trying to like, yeah, we're trying to make positive changes and get people to really take care of their bodies instead of just destroying them. And then it's like another thing, like self-love, okay, yes, it's like loving who you are, but it's also like taking the step to like love what you're doing with your life. Mm-hmm. Because for us, it's like before we were both in jobs that like we didn't truly love. Like mm-hmm. I worked retail and like like he said before, like his photography job, it's not things that like we loved and a lot of people aren't living, they're just existing, and they are going, like, through every day, they hate their job, they aren't satisfied with life, and so we want to change that, like, find what you love to do and do it, like, Mm -hmm. there's nothing stopping you but yourself, like, people are like, oh, I can't, because I, like, have to do this and this before I can, like, do what I want to do, but it's like, no, like, you can do what you want to do, and that's, like, you gotta put mess- yourself first. It's a message like we're trying to spread. Like, look at us. Like, we're just some punk kids and we're making it work. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so that's like a whole other aspect of self love that people aren't looking at. And we're trying to spread that message of like, please do what you want to do with your life. And it's important because if not, you're going to be 70 one day and it's like, damn it. Like, where all the time ago? It's like, we look at grandma and I'm like, not to be mean, like, we no, love her, but, like, she just... hasn't done anything with her life. Like, she's mm-hmm. been either, like, just raising kids or, like, working, like, a little, like, Graduated like, high job. school. Like, she, you know, Got like, married, had kids, stayed yeah. at that, like, in this town her whole life without, I mean, she's, they, sure, they took maybe a couple family vacations, but she never just, like, got out and lived life. Yeah. And, yeah. like, so many people do that. They just... It's not just her, yeah. Except what they're told to do in life and that I'm supposed to just go get a job and work for somebody else and slave and slave and slave Mm -hmm. and then get to the end of life and be like, what the fuck? Right. What did I do? (laughs) So that's our messages. So if we were to win a Nobel Peace Prize, it would be because you were successful in influencing others to be who they need to be and who they want to be. I can see that. (laughs) I see that. That is a lot of <laughs> no, it, how do you answer that shortly? Right, no, Just because we're fucking great. Yeah, because we're cool. <laughs> yeah, because we have nice hair sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. That's funny. All right, so <clears throat> sorry. This weather. It's the I, worst. It is like the other day we had a bunch of snow. Now it's like we could break out our booty shorts. <laughs> yeah. Um. So this part of the show, I'm going to give you an imaginary ticket, and you can go anywhere in the world, anywhere in the universe. Someone went to heaven, yes. So this part we call, who in the world, what in the world, where in the world? 
So who in the world has influenced you either collectively, individually? Um, who influenced you to be who you are creatively or just as a person? What in the world would you do or say to the people who influenced you? And where in the world would you go? And you'll bring these people with you, of course. Oh, okay. That's cool. Can we answer these separately? Sure. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, wait. Okay. So if we go wherever in the world, that means we can come back, right? Of course. Okay. Okay. Who in the world? I just... Ralph Steadman. I need to meet him. <laughs> and time is running out. Why can't we already just like do this consecutively? Okay. Except we'd go back to when Hunter was alive. Right. When they were both hanging out together and jump on a, on ship with both of them. Yeah. And we would, <laughs> one of the things we would say is, can we have some of your drugs? Um, <laughs> because if you don't, I mean, you don't know. So, like, they were, well, Hunter S. Thompson specifically he is, like. a wild one. He, yeah, and he, he got and really he made weird. Ralph be his bitch and keep uh -huh. up with him and whatever he did. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what we would say, partially. <laughs> um, well, I would anyways. <laughs> Can we open that suitcase? <laughs> um, so that's who we're I think we're pretty much parallel that, on that. That pair right there yeah. would be the dream of hanging out with those two people. Okay. They're just like... Just, I mean, they don't give a fuck. Right. They live their life without caring what people thought mm -hmm. and just told it as it is. And that's really inspired us to be how we are. Right. And I think another person is like Andy Kaufman. Oh, okay. yes. The comedian, or oh, he's yes. more than yeah. a comedian. We just take a group of people. Yeah, yeah. Could, the more the merrier. Definitely him, because he also just does not give a... F well, he did not give a fuck when he was alive. That's, mm -hmm. And he really, like, his mission was to fuck with people. And that's, that's <laughs> like, what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to be, like, the Andy Kaufman of music, in a yeah. sense. Okay. So, like, the way I, like, write some of my songs or my sets, it's to mess with people like that. Hmm. To, like, kind of mind fuck you, in a sense. Like, oh, there's, gosh. Like, <laughs> like, there's, like... That sounds kind of scary. Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> like, mind control. Yeah, exactly. Like, last night, I've got this new song on my album that I um, am working on that I decided to like debut for those people since it was just a small little show at yeah. the house. And <clears> it's <throat> placed halfway through the set. But I say thank you for coming. Where you think and, it's over? And it goes silent. <laughs> but the song comes back in like 15, 20 seconds later, but there's silence for 20 seconds. Uh huh. And, and so people literally thought the show yeah, was over. And they were like, oh, yeah. Yeah, like, people have no idea what to do <laughs> or like sometimes there'll be that silence and they're like wait what like they think the song's just done you're messing or, with like, me yeah, yeah yeah like it's just they like don't know when like to clap it's like awkward <laughs> <laughs> thanks for making it awkward <laughs> I, yeah I like to play with people's nerves but right. anyway, anyway. Yeah. so that's I think who in you said what would we ask them mm -hmm. what would we say yeah what would you do to to show your gratitude to them. Well, first of all, I think you would say thank you. Um, that's the polite thing mm -hmm. to do. <laughs> that's always nice. Right. Um, but to show their gratitude, I, I think the best way someone can show their gratitude is to, like, show how we, how they've influenced in a way. Like, because you did this, I've been inspired to do this. Mm -hmm. And, like, 
really, like, they, them two, all three, have really inspired us to, like, just be who we are with no apologies. And I think just, like, them seeing that will be, like, our way of, like, thank you. Mm-hmm. Like, In a sense, yeah, I don't know if I would have anything to say to them. Or as, like, besides just, like, want to hang out. I would like. rather just, like, <laughs> literally just assume position like we just knew each other and right. let whatever relationship build from there. Because yeah. um, I don't necessarily, like, look at them like I'm, like, a fucking, like, fanboy or something of them, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I feel like... I could just hang out in a room with them and nothing, it wouldn't be awkward. It would be equals. Yeah. We're just all humans. Not I would like, be fine. Right. Where we would all go. <laughs> I want to go. If I could come back, because this might be a little hard to come back, but like I want to know. I mean, someone went to heaven. Right. So, See, okay, so it's not that crazy. I want to. Okay. So, in my mind, well, back up. A lot of people think like when you die, you got to go to heaven or hell. But in, we believe or. Is that, like, when you die, there's, like, a learning period of, like, what did I learn in my lifetime? Like, how did I screw up? How am I going to be better from that? Mm. And it's not, like, a one-week learning afterward. It's, like, for however long. We got some fucked up literature in the mail randomly one time. Let me finish. <laughs> that's that's kind of where I truly, the, the yeah. idea spawned from. I truly believe that, like, after you die, there's, like, a learning period, and then you're sent to your next life. Mm -hmm. So if I could go anywhere, I would want to go to that period and see, like, what do I need to know? Like, like what can I, like, travel to the future and see, like, okay, this is where I'm going to need to learn something and then come back and apply it. Hmm. Like, I know that might sound really fucked up and weird, but... If I could go anywhere, that's where I would go. Because I truly believe in my heart, like, after we die, it's not just, like, black and white, like, you're going to heaven or hell. It's, like, there's got to be something, like, your soul has to learn from this lifetime Mm -hmm. because the soul has to go somewhere else next. That's Mm -hmm. what I believe. So I want to go to that part and see. Plus, I honestly believe we're already living in heaven, heaven and hell. Yeah. I think it's both right here in the present and that we just restart again i do think so i don't think like i think like like you would go off and then come back as a new person of course but like i feel like our souls get rebooted into new bodies always because don't you feel sometimes like you've experienced something and like your intuition like oh i've like i know this is what i need to do Mm -hmm. or like i've been here before like you know like sometimes you just like feel it or like you know it but it's like why do you feel that way and I feel like because our soul has either experienced something similar before or it's like something has happened in a previous life that's prepared us for what we're going to deal with in this life Hmm. so that's our thoughts on that anyways I don't know where you would go Um, if you want to go that crazy yeah that'd be fun (laughs) I'd definitely like to go um where on earth would you like to go? Uh, like you, you know? I'd like to go hang out at Hunter's house. To be quite honest, he lived in Colorado and he just had this oh. like huge, like he owned a shitload of land out there. Like, I mean, he did whatever he wanted to, blew up cars, shot shit. Just, I mean, the dude. Whatever he wanted. Yeah, yeah, literally, and could get away with it. I and think so, if there was a place on like, earth, just. Oops. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I wanted to see the, 
I want to see the ocean like from underneath. That'd be oh, cool. That would be like the coral reefs and things. I know it's kind of dying, but I still really want to see it. <laughs> it's like, funny because I need to learn how to swim. But she that's like know how to swim. that's like girl. I would teach you. <laughs> it's a struggle. I will teach you. <laughs> oh my god! I've only gotten to try it once. I'm it really terrified of water. Hard. So if I could go any, if I could do anything like that, that's what I'd want to see. Because you know, in this lifetime, it's probably not gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, that would be so cool. I'm still stuck on this place of learning. Yeah. What's the name of it? I don't know. I don't think it needs a name. I think it just is. Mm-hmm. I the way it was. The original, like, literature that we yeah. got had explained it as, well, that there's, like, a moon or something the size of the moon that's basically a place that is in between the Earth and the moon. I don't think it necessarily, but maybe that's, that's, that's just, That like was just imagery. their, like, yeah, like, imagery, their imagery, yeah. like, a place that you would go, and it's basically, like, a school, in a sense, right. and, but it's, like... You learn whatever you need to learn there. It's not like you're like reading a book, right? It's not yeah, not like a, like I'm at a desk with a pencil kind of learning, you're getting but like experience of whatever your self reflection. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, that's just something like I could be like really off base about what happens after <laughs> death, but mm-hmm. like I really think I don't think. The universe is malicious in a sense to like, oh, this lifetime you were not a great person, you're going to hell. Mm-hmm. It's like everyone has a chance to redeem themselves. Like, and like your soul is like forever learning new things. And so it's like after this lifetime, it doesn't just end there. It's like then like your soul has to do something. It's yeah. not just like over. Like I, that's what I believe really like in my heart. I don't know. Not everyone can agree with it, I don't yeah. think. But it's I mean, it's different from the standard of what a lot like I mean, even both of us were raised to believe. Mm-hmm. Like we grew up and developed our own thoughts that were outside of standardized religion. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> hmm. I even think like partial partially <laughs> I'm just thinking. partially like the like living with it here, heaven and hell, yeah. in a sense. Because you mentally like put yourself in one or the other. Mm-hmm. You choose to either live where you fucking think every day is the worst, or or you choose to make it the best. Yeah. Right. And partially, even I mean, like saying like on the thought of like the rebirthing in or like coming back from like that knowledge, like if you're going to be put in heaven or hell in that life. Mm-hmm. So like we're living life right now. Did I do a bunch of shit in my past mm-hmm. life right. that made me have? certain parts of my life where I'm going to have shit happen to me that I'm going to have to deal with because of my assholeness in the last yeah. life. So, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, we it, we have a lot of different thought paths all in one that, like, I mean, I let it kind of be, I mean, any possibility. Mm-hmm. is I don't, I don't have one set way, like, this is exactly what's going to happen right. if I know that because you don't. All right. Um, Preacher, are you familiar with the, the, with the, with the show? Preacher. Uh-huh. No. I forgot. I think it may be an HBO series. I can't remember. But hell, because it was it's basically about this guy who's a preacher and he gets this spirit type thing. Mm-hmm. Um out I, I forgot how he got it, but it's basically like God and he can command things. And there's um a few scenes where you see hell. Mm-hmm. or what would be hell and it's basically prison and you're sent to your own cell and your hell is like your worst memory mm-hmm. that 
continuously plays. And yeah, so I was like, oh, wow. So going along with that, like, it really does. Yeah, we could be living already in hell, heaven, however you look at it. Yeah, that's interesting. (laughs) We got deep for a second. Yeah, I know. We like threw you for a loop. I don't think you did. Yeah, I did. It makes a lot. Thanks, thanks, thanks. You're going to be like, like, Ben, and I, and be like, hmm. Uh Definitely. Oh, um. How do we well, come back from that? I know. <laughs> well, tell me this. You started as a little a, a, a little startup company that's mm-hmm. now, I wouldn't say little. Um, oh, it's still little. I we, mean, we but it's so now, though, big. We, we have we'll a lot of it. stuff underneath it. But as far as like, uh, especially with like business moving, like we're creating all the time, but it's not like we're moving shitloads of product. Mm-hmm. All by time, any man, not yet. It, We're just like showing it all. In a sense, we finally, it took us the first couple of years really to just, because I mean, look at all the different things we have. Mm-hmm. We basically like took that time to build just the platform to start growing our business on it. It's just like we had to come up with actually having examples that we can do all of these things and not mm. just saying that we can do them because like, sure, we dabbled in it, but we didn't have a true like big ass portfolio set showing each different thing now we have like multiple different collections we've done over the past couple of years with the clothes mm-hmm. like tons of artwork i've done multiple musical projects like all these things have been released now to where we can really show you hey this is what we can do yeah okay, so what was the question <clears throat> oh sorry no um i think we just started talking just what advice from where you started to now to where you even see stuff and yourselves in the future what advice would you give dreamers to go for it and to not let other people's opinions change what you're creating or like what you're going to do because there's a lot of people who are gonna be like oh that's not the normal that's not good enough or like don't do that do this and it's like you have to block that out and just go for it because otherwise you're going to get like sidetracked and you're not going to believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. Especially you if what you're creating, like how ours is, where, I mean, have you seen something that has all of this stuff included inside it? Mm-hmm. Um, it's been very hard to, at first, we're really, I mean, up until now, we're even still having to tell ourselves like, no, what you're doing is right. Because mm-hmm. we get a lot of feedback where people don't know how to... Um, receive what we're putting out mm-hmm. because it's so different from the just standard and so just believing in what you're doing is right yeah. without whatever other opinion was thrown out there yeah if you're a dreamer you're already on the right track yeah. and it's, it's just like following through like don't stop if you start keep right. going mm-hmm. and if people Even are if like failing. afraid to embrace change a little bit and you just have to accept that like if I'm going to take this new path as a dreamer to do something, change has to come with that. Mm-hmm. And you have to just embrace yes. it and go with the flow. Mm. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> this has been fun. I agree. It's this been wonderful. Been fun. So tell me, you've been talking a lot about a new project. Mm-hmm. 
When will we see the new project, hear the new project? August, August. 2018. All right. Yeah, we put a date on it. Um, I'll tell you the title is Pink Lady. Okay. Um, it's uh, an apple. Pink Lady apples. Right. It's my favorite. Our favorite apple. apple. <laughs> but, um, I love Pink Lady apples. I don't know. There's like, in a sense of relation to the album it's like that like it's a really crisp mm, apple and mm-hmm. like the bite is just I don't know it's, it's like the perfect it's just like refreshing just it's the perfect sweet apple. and tangy because you know like some sweet apple it's a reddish greenish apple oh okay so it's not like the red ones where are like super sweet but kind of mushy uh-huh. and the green ones are like Mostly like tangy. It's like the perfect mix of like the crisp of the green, but the sweet of the red. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> so that's Let me just talk just about nice. apples. That's, <laughs> that's kind of how the album is. Yeah. It's just this like refreshed, crisp. Yeah. It makes your mind dance. Um, okay. Definitely. I've got like this album's got like a lot. It's got like some weird, moody, dark vibes while at the same time having these like very positive sounds going on with them. Mm-hmm. And up until now, I've had more of like a rough sound to it, and it's like more like clean and. Mm, it is. It's crispy. It's, like it's yeah. Pink lady apple. Oh, great. <laughs> but so, yeah, August is the the set release, and then we're planning actually. We're like trying to do everything we can to go do a thirty day tour. Oh, nice! And so we're gonna go hopefully starting in indie doing like the release show for the hometown crowd mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then from there we're going to go down through louisville nashville new orleans what? texas arizona california portland and uh, washington Seattle. and then we're going to come across the north states not really sure where we're going to hit until like st paul we're going to hit minnesota and milwaukee and then chicago and then back home nice so. and- no go, ahead. no, go ahead. It'll be not like just his music, but we'll have like our whole well, so display you've, that you've seen, seen. Yeah. the setup. And so like normal bands when they tour, sure, they have like a CD and a merch shirt mm-hmm. that they have sitting there. But this, we're like labeling it like the carnival tour. Uh-huh. Because like the Waswash show is just this like insanity of um, like everything that we do. Prince. So we're, it's a way for us to... Yeah. Like, sure, I'm going to be playing music, but along with that, we're trying to get the rest of our brand in front of faces all over the United States because we've realized, like, we're not, like, we don't plan on being just based here in Indiana as far as, like, we're going to get a storefront and open it in Lafayette or Indy or wherever Mm -hmm. and just try and sell stuff there because, really, where we're at, it doesn't work for us. Mm -hmm. The people here aren't receptive of it. They don't get it. And so really like more like West Coast, um, we went out there and the people there responded to it so much better. So we're going to try and do a whole tour now and start getting it in front of people's eyes beyond here. Yeah. Nice. So that's the goal is nice. dropping this. And then when we get back. Oh, I have my first solo art show. Whoa! I've got like a series. Thank you. There's a series of 22 paintings. That are done, and I have frames and everything, just like waiting until they get back. Oh, we wow. saw you, wasn't it? That day we saw our Goodwill. Yeah, that we that's were, what we, we were, were doing. We were oh, nice. For that, so. They're that's super cool. eclectic and they're just random frames, but it'll be really cool. Yeah, and what date is that? Um, well, we get 
back. So it'll be sometime. At least we get back in September sometime, and then sometime somewhere shortly after that. Yeah. Okay. So you said New Orleans. That's that's my hometown. Oh, yeah. Really? yeah, I'll be there for Mardi Gras slash my birthday. <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited. Where are y'all? February seventeenth. Okay, that's soon. Yeah. I'm so excited. That's gonna be so fun. I know. <laughs> Where are y'all playing? <laughs> we have no idea. Well, the thing. It's we, the like process. we literally just made like we've we've set out our dates as far as like what cities on what date we want to hit, mm-hmm. and now we're just now getting because I mean usually venues book like three months out, so we've got a while to really start actually talking to venues mm-hmm. and trying to figure out. We'd actually like to. If we can get lucky and find people that would rather host a house show, okay, because I'd rather play to fifteen to twenty people that that person has a friend group of. Mm-hmm. Because getting in that environment, we've noticed that it's way more personable. People yeah. actually like it's intimate. You get to talk, and I don't know. It's just a way better environment to really like. People will listen there instead uh-huh. of just being in like a bar atmosphere where they're just trying to hang out with their friend because they're at the bar mm-hmm. and I'm background music. Yeah, in a sense. Huh. Um, so if you have suggestions, I know I'm like yeah. rolling through my rolodex <laughs> like, now. We're we're just we're trying to ask anybody we've even brought it up to if they have a suggestion. We're looking yeah. into that place or what to do because once when we first we're, blind we're like right now. Not a hundred percent. We're like slowly building our like list of places we want yeah. to play at. But mm-hmm. there's a website that um, some musicians have set up that's called Indie on the Move, mm-hmm. and they've just compiled venue lists okay. of, of any size venue, too, from big ones to little, yeah. like, 50-person venues. Oh, that's and cool. And, like, every... They've got it categorized by state, by city, and so you can get on there and really look through if there's a certain place you're trying to hit mm-hmm. and at least have a starting point from there, and if you can't find any, then, yeah. I mean, branch out from there. But we, we definitely, at first, though, when we were, like, talking about this, we were like, oh, yeah, venues... Definitely, but then the like more we research and like the house shows are like where we really would like to be at. Yeah. In the so. past couple of years, I've seen a lot of musicians that have been talking about doing a house tours yeah. over wow, doing venues because that's it's, cool. it's, it's easier to get a little crowd that's mm-hmm. a guaranteed amount of people compared to like I mean the time you saw us look at the venue that I played at in Lafayette yeah. for yeah. the amount of turnout. Yeah, it's this massive space that is meant for a big, like a, a label touring act to right. be coming through in a sense. Because, like, imagine how many people were at that show if they were like in this house. Yeah, that'll be. It would be. It would be way more lit. into it. Yeah, it, see, it would be way more fun. Like, yeah. being in a small place kind of like forces you to interact more. So, because like you're in the same like yeah. room, you know? you can't like venture. You can touch it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I that think makes it, sense. it would be way more intimate. So that's our goals for 2018. Nice to have goals. <laughs> that is literally all we're planning for yeah. right now. That's that's basically August, September. We've just got our sights set on that. Yeah, all of our funds are going straight to that. So we're not going to like focus on doing a whole lot of shows in Indiana necessarily this year. Like we have... A, a few festivals planned, and if something pops up, cool. But we've got a string of them, but we're not like because last year, last year, yeah. the past couple of years, really, our main thing <clears throat> has been we'd be paying to be in, um, like festival type settings where we would have a booth 
with like a bunch of other art vendors. Mm -hmm. And so that was the main thing we've done for the past couple of years. And really like you come out barely breaking even most of the time. Right. So instead of wasting that money doing those, we're just like aiming on things that we know we're going to be able to succeed at. That's so smart. Yeah. I will, I will continue to think about That's wonderful. Because we just changed the plan to go through there instead. Because we were, we were just trying to make a straight shot because we're doing we're actually hitting Nashville not to play, but um, there's a like music convention that's like three days that we bought tickets to. So we like that's are nice. making it as like a way to kind of start off the tour to get like our mind going, I mm-hmm. guess, and just get a bunch of ideas running through our heads. It's not yeah. like a music festival; it's like a convention, like a learning. It's a convention. Oh, that's like, cool. Yeah, um, the company that I used to post all my songs through all the distribution outlets they put it on each year okay and so i'm gonna start there and CD we were baby yes yeah, oh baby. yeah are you familiar so, with CD yes baby? Okay. yeah yeah it's their convention so from there we were gonna like go to like memphis to texas that way mm-hmm. but we we're looking at memphis and it's like not I need to get a fucking banjo. So yeah, we we were like, where the fuck can we hit? And so really, if we just drive straight all day, we'll hit New Orleans instead. Yeah, I love so. going home. I can't but wait. Just just the atmosphere, like people are so welcoming, and so that's why I'm I'm thinking the only venue I know that you should look into. Besides my favorite, um, well, Snug Harbor is more like jazz, mm-hmm. but Gaza Gaza is a venue in New Orleans that you might want right. to check out. <laughs> um, but yeah, y'all will have so much fun. And even like the creative energy around. Yeah. It'll it, be a good fit. I yeah. like can feel it in my bones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. So before we go... Where can we connect with you? It's a website, email, phone number, pager <laughs> number, Twitter, whatever you want to give. Okay. Our website is our home base for everything, so that's first and foremost. Make, from there, you can find all of our other contacts, yeah. whether it be social media, email, yeah. all of that stuff's on there. And that's www.stealth.co. There's no M. And stealth is spelled... S T A L P H. Stealth.co. See it? And our handle for Instagram, Twitter is the Wazwaz Show. That's who we are. That's what we do. Wazwaz. The Wazwaz Show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> we've, yeah. we've turned that into a brand in itself since we've yeah. started doing the TV show with it. So Yeah. So yeah, that's huh. where you can find us. Okay. Any last words? Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah, thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Well, I don't have any last words. <laughs> Ta-da! Give me the xylophone. That could be the last one. Oh, if it was set up. Damn it. Oh. We have an xylophone. It's like... Oh, that would have been so cool. <laughs> like the old-timey, like, um, what's it called? Like... The sound, I can't think, 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 think. What's it called? Sound effects box. That's oh. what it is. Yeah. Old timey radio stuff. That would have been cool. Yeah. That's good. Well, <laughs> connectors, you know how to connect with me. My website, www.ampsconnected.com. I'm on Twitter. I'm on 
what else is out there? Instagram, Instagram <laughs> at Amps Connected. Or if you want to email me, you want to be on the show, info.ampsconnected at gmail.com. All right. I think that's that's it. Nope. That's not it. Stay tuned. Stranger by Wajit. What's a strange to do? Yeah. What's a strange to do? Yeah. As you and me, or you, or you.